Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real life stories with real life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and you can heal your life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the second webinar in our Louise Hay Tribute webinar series. We are so thrilled to have you with us here today, whether you are on with us live or listening to the recording later. Either way, we are just blessed that you have chosen to spend this time with us. So I'm excited to welcome you, and I also want to let you know that I do remember what I asked you to do next week. So we will be talking, or last week, I should say, so we will be talking about that uh, a little bit as we go on. Um, my name is Victoria Johnson. I am a best-selling author of the book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. That book is available on Amazon and is based largely on the teachings that I've learned from teachers like Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and all of those other amazing people out there. And I am so thankful for them and the lessons that I was able to learn and then transform into a book to help you to learn, experience, and feel those feelings as well and expand your personal growth. So thank you for being with us today as the spotlight is on Louise. So I wanted to just uh, share something with you that I thought was really timely, and it is from this book called Trust Life. And this was a book that was put out by Robert Holden after Louise's passing. I don't know all of the details of it, but when I did speak with Robert, he said it was a labor of love to create this book. And he went through a lot of Louise's old teachings and emails back and forth between them and recalled conversations that they had. And he uh, put himself on staff at Hay House. So rather than being paid as a author himself, he just put himself on as a staff writer. And he completed this book, of which the proceeds are going to the Hay Foundation. So this is an amazing book. If you haven't picked it up, please do so. You can get that at hayhouse.com. And it is a daily devotional. And today we are going to uh, appropriately do September 15th, the day we are recording. So... I am just going to do one little bit of housekeeping here. There we go. And I am going to read this reading from Trust Life for September 15th. The inner child wants to grow and blossom. Introduce yourself to your inner child. Find time to hold this child in your arms and let it know how safe she is and how loved she is. I am so proud of you for taking this enormous step towards loving yourself. Find a photo of yourself as a child at, the, at a time when you were truly happy. 
Perhaps you have a snapshot that was taken at a birthday party or while you were doing something with friends or visiting one of your favorite places. Take this photo and tape it to your bathroom mirror. Talk to that vibrant, happy child in the photo. Tell this child how much you want to feel that way again. Discuss with your inner child your true feelings and what's holding you back. Say these affirmations to yourself. I am willing to let go of my fears. I am safe. I love my inner child. I love you. I am happy. I am content. I am loved. And then it says to repeat these affirmations 10 times. Now we're not going to do 10 times this morning, but let's do one time, okay? So how about this exercise? With your eyes open or with your eyes closed, just go ahead and visualize a happy time in your childhood and get that picture into your mind of you. So picturing you at a happy time in your childhood. Say to that little child, I am willing to let go of all of my fears. I am safe. I love my inner child. I love you. I am happy. I am content. And I am loved. And so it is. Oh, when you're ready, you can return your attention back to the present moment. I just want to once again thank you for being here. And just a little reminder that if you do have background noise, it is nice to click the little microphone in the corner of your screen. That microphone will mute you, and you can just click it again to unmute you when you would like to talk and share with us. So I am just going back to some of the work that we did last week. Some of this work I've taken from the Heal Your Life training program. We do have a Heal Your Life training program coming up in March of 2020 in the super fantabulous, amazing Victoria, BC. Uh, if you want more information on that, just contact me directly or visit thetraining.ca. That's T-H-E, thetraining.ca. And uh, one thing that we worked on last time that will be covered in the training as well is negative beliefs. We go a little deeper in the training than we go on a phone call. I'm sure you can understand why. But I'd asked you if you could think about some negative beliefs that you have in your life or even just belief systems, but, but again, recording the negative as well, about health, prosperity, relationships, spirituality, negative or positive, and then looking at that and saying, okay, whose belief is that? And is it really my belief? And how do you feel when you believe it? And also, what, it, what does it do? Does it propel you forward? Does it hold you back? Does it make you sad? Does it motivate you? Does it help you to feel guilty? Does it help you to feel inspired? And I thought we could just take, you know, a quick five minutes at the beginning of this call here for anyone who has anything to share about some of those belief systems that came up Again, good or bad around health, prosperity, relationships, spirituality, identifying whose belief it is, and how you felt when you believed that thought. The floor is open to whoever would like to go ahead. I always feel like I should play the Jeopardy music at this point. Okay. Okay, I could, I could um, mention a couple of things. Wonderful. This is Elena. Thank you, Elena. <laughs> Uh, there's there's two things that actually come forward for me. Um, one of them, I tend to have a lot of um, 
negative self-talk, not as much anymore because I've, you know, been working on that. But I was the youngest, I am the youngest of four children. And it was at a time when um, there wasn't a lot of like money. I was when I was growing up. And so then both parents worked full time. And everything, every time I asked my mom something, or if I was upset about something, it was like, oh, don't be silly. So invalidated quite often. And that's just all that, that's how she was raised, I'm sure, because, you know, it was just getting food on the table and that type of thing. And so um, I, I believe since that time, it's like, if I ever do something that's stupid in my mind, it's like, well, of course she did that, you know? Right. And so that kind of thing for me. So I've really worked hard at we're just talking to myself um, with positive self-talk and doing some uh, mirror work, even in the last year or so has, has come up quite a bit. Um, yeah, specifically, since my healer life training, I might add <laughs> <laughs> a little plug there for you. But anyway, <laughs> but it was it, I believe that it you don't even realize you're doing it. Like I didn't even realize that I really talked to myself like that. Um, because it's like, oh, of course, you know, go to that. And so, but now it's, it's uh, considerably better, but I still, it's one of those things that you're constantly having to work at. Cause I was talking to somebody yesterday about the Helio book and she's like, oh, well, no, I don't have any problems. Like, <laughs> That's when you smile. Oh, I'm like, oh good for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You know it's uh, it's really great that you caught that, you know, and the fact that you're saying, of course, and so on. And the fact that you realized that it wasn't actually your belief. Um, I was reading this book the other day uh, by Louise Hay, The Power is Within You. And she talked about those automatic thoughts that we just don't even know that we're having in these beliefs. Mm, excuse me. And these belief systems that we don't even know that we're having. So really, you know, next time that comes up for you, you can just stop yourself and say, whose thought is that? You know, so say it's, you know, yeah, you, spilled, yeah. you spilled the water on the table. Of course I did. Who's yeah. that, that? Right? And if you keep believing that you're going to be spilling the water on the table, I'm just here to tell you you're going to keep spilling the water on the table. <laughs> right? Well, exactly. You know, you're putting it out there, right? That's so, right. So anyway, so. And <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And we have a law of attraction expert with us, Michelle, uh, who uh, her uh, podcast is Law of Attraction in Action. And I'm sure that she would agree with that too. It's not just the positive, it's the negative things we tell ourselves that attract more of the negativity, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Well, welcome to Michelle as well. Uh, Casey, I see you've joined us. It's lovely to see that beautiful face. <laughs> Well, thank you, my friend. <laughs> nice to have you here. And to the people who have popped on and popped off, it's been great to see you too. And I'm sure you'll watch the live recording later. Uh, we talked a bit about deservability last time. And we talked about Patricia Crane's uh, reading about being magnificent. And we are truly all magnificent and a child of the universe. And something about that reading really stuck with me afterwards, uh, which was, you know, that little spark of light that is in all of us. And it doesn't matter if we, what part of the world we live in. It doesn't matter what our religious beliefs are, what our cultural beliefs are. We all, each of us, have inside of us this little spark of light that is the same spark of light that, you know, causes the sun to shine and the stars to shine and the moon to come up and, and 
cycle and the tide to go back and forth. We are that. Claim that magnificence. So how exciting is that to think about, right? The great I am. The great I am. We are going to go through a few points of philosophy this morning uh, just to remind you of some of the very basics of our beloved Louise and her teachings. And on the first call, I did go through a history of uh, some of the many things that she's accomplished and reminded you all that, yes, one person can do this. One person can make a difference. You're never too old or too young. She was in her 50s when she started. Um, I think that I calculated from the day of writing you can you can heal your life to the day that it became a bestseller a new york times bestseller it was uh 18 years so again becoming an overnight success in 18 years so keep believing in yourself keep believing in what you do uh, keep growing keep loving yourself keep loving other people stay true to your mission and you will accomplish whatever it is your heart desires as well Yes, that does deserve applause for Louise, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, so we are going to start with, uh, last time we covered the first three points of philosophy, and uh, we are going to move into number four today, and Alana is going to share that with us. So Alana, the floor is yours. So Alana, your microphone is still on mute. Oops. Okay. <laughs> We've all been there. It's like, how is your lip reading skills? <laughs> okay. Uh, the number fourth point is we are worth loving. And it seems so basic um, because, you know, as Louise says, all of us are worth loving. You know, you and me, we don't have to earn it. Just like we don't have to earn how to breathe when nobody has to tell us we're allowed to breathe. We just do. You just do, Right. Uh, we don't earn it. We don't have to. Um, we are all worthy of love. It's not conditional, you know, and I think so, so often so many people are, you know, you know, when they're looking for a relationship or whatever, am I worth loving? Well, you are amazing and you are worth loving. And we're all amazing, beautiful creatures, right? So it is not something we need to work at. So, and always remember that your thoughts create your reality. So it's what, like I was talking about before, what you keep telling yourself, and then I'm sure Michelle will agree that it's the positive, the affirmations, you're putting it out in the universe. And so then it's, you know, really, really important. So I know, like for myself, I know how that particular um, point has helped me quite a bit with working with Louise's book. Um, because of the often the negative self-talk that we have, that we tell ourselves, and we're creating that reality. And so for me, uh, growing up, I was always in the way because I was the youngest of four children and felt like I wasn't, it, I don't even think I realized it, but that I wasn't worth it. Like, oh, you're just always in the way. So um, it, it's something that we all have to work at. And so I think, and then I, I believe that the best thing to do too is the affirmations that we do every day and the mirror work. And for example, um, if we could just do a little affirmation right now. Yes, let's do that. Okay. So, and it's just a, it's a short one, but if you know what, if you did this every day, even if you did it several times a day, you wouldn't believe the difference it will make in your life. And the affirmation is, I am worth loving because I exist. So if we can all just take a moment and just say that to ourselves, 
just close our eyes. I am worth loving because I exist. And you just even see how that makes you feel. And it's just, uh, it's quite a powerful affirmation. So that's, that works for me. Just, it has to be simple for me. I don't, you know, I'm not going to do a 10 line affirmation. <laughs> Put it on your mirror and you could just say that to yourself every morning when you wake up and every night when you go to bed and you won't believe the difference. You know, it ties so well, the way you explained it, it ties so well with what we did for our opening, talking about the inner child. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think of it when you were talking about when do we decide that we're not worth loving? So, you know, picture yourself going to the hospital and you see those little rows of baby behind, babies behind the glass. I don't think they do that anymore. I think the babies go with their mamas. But, you know, <laughs> babies. And, um, and, you know, there's, there's little, little boy Smith, you know, and little girl Jones and whatever the case may be. And you look at those babies and you're just, they are love right? You look at the, it's the, those babies and they are just love. And, and you would hold that baby and you'd be like, oh, you are worth loving just because you exist, right? Yeah. And then there's a, that adorable one-year-old taking its first steps, uh, the two-year-old who may or may not be progressing into those terrible twos, you know, <laughs> and uh, terribly busy is what that stands for, terrible two, terribly busy. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, the child, as they start school, um, moving on to maybe when they're in some sports in school and middle school, at, at what point does that child start thinking, I am not worth lovable just because I exist, where I'm not worth loving just because I exist, mm -hmm. right? And then thinking back into our own lives, when did that happen, right? We, then we can go back and we can work on reversing that. So when you go back and you look at that, maybe you find it was when you were five, maybe you were eight, maybe you were 16. If you could just spend some time with that younger self, just telling him or her and reassuring them, you are worth loving because you exist, period. End of story. Can you imagine if they did that in schools? <clears throat> oh, yes. Instead of allegiance to the flag, I am worth loving because of <laughs> Exactly. I like this idea. Louise would love this idea. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so did you, anyone else have anything come up for them around that? No, we will go ahead and we will carry on then um, to number five. And uh, Michelle is going to take care of that for us this morning. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, Michelle, I'm sorry, can I interrupt before you start? Yes. I have something so exciting to share with our listeners. Michelle and I have collaborated and we are putting on an event in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the website is Manifest Your Best Life Events. It is November 9th and 10th. You can attend one day or two. And you you are about to see what an amazing teacher she is. So here we go. <laughs> Take it on. Oh, no. Depression's on. <laughs> Um, anyway, I love that you, you had me choose this one on self-approval and self-acceptance um, because actually I wrote a book called Thrive and Shine, How to Find Happiness When Life Falls Apart. And one of the sections in, I wrote was about judgment and self-judgment. Huge, 
huge problem. And I think it's one of those tricky things that people don't realize that that in itself is what sabotages them in their life. Right. And, but it's once you recognize it, that's when true shift and change happens. And I'll, and I'll share an example of my life, but first let me read from um, Louise's book. So what it says, when we are angry with ourselves, when we judge and criticize everything we do, when we are abusive to ourselves, our lives never work. Old negative beliefs about ourselves are just old ways of thinking and have no basis in truth. How many of you have criticized yourself about behavior you wanted to change? Did it help? Not likely. When you stop criticizing yourself, behavior changes. I love and accept myself exactly as I am is the most powerful thought and will help create a world of joy. So again, once you close your eyes and put your hand over your heart, and is there some behavior that you've been judging about yourself about or, and are you willing to stop that? So think silently, silently to yourself this affirmation. I love and approve of myself and easily make changes. And so just really think about that. I approve of myself. That's, that's really, really huge for me because when I, um, and this, a lot of this is in my book, and I'm very much of an overshare, just so you all know. I hope this is okay, Victoria. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but one of my biggest self-judgments is after my divorce, I went very crazy and started um, sleeping around. So I became very promiscuous. And I had a lot of shame with that. It was like, I, I was like, I didn't tell people I was... Um, but what it was is I judged myself so harshly. And when I talked to other people and I did open up about that, like, oh yeah, I totally did that after my divorce. <laughs> and, but I felt like I was such a bad person for doing that. Like, I'm like, so what happened, and this is why I love that you chose me to teach this victorious because when I kept judging myself, I actually kept attracting guys who just wanted sex for me because I was judging myself about that. But the second I accepted myself and say, you know what? I did the best I could at the time. I, um, I actually am proud of my sexuality. I love that I am a sexual being. That's what, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And I stopped judging myself. I immediately stopped attracting those men. So again, we're me being law of attraction. We're an attraction-based universe. So you attract what you judge about yourself. Isn't that amazing? But then it makes it hard to shift it, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that you shared that. And, and as you said it, it reminded me of the first part of that, um, you know, when we judge others as well, right? Yes. So that, that, that was my ammo, right? Is that like you, you, went, you went one way, I went the other without, no, man can't be trusted. Man can't be trusted. Man can't be trusted. Well, guess who kept calling me? Men who couldn't be trusted. Right, right. <laughs> right? And the dating was the best way to see what my vibration was and to see what things in me needed to heal. It was actually the greatest gift to date all those years until I found my soulmate because I knew I was learning a lot about myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and that's just the thing. And we, and we learn and we grow. And the more we know about ourselves, the better we do. And just always being forgiving and, and loving and kind to ourselves, just as we would be to other people. And that is the perfect setup to, for the next thing I wanted to share, which is the point of philosophy number six. Um, and I've got to tell you, when I first read this, I was like, she doesn't really mean everyone, does she? So what it says is we can release the past and forgive everyone. And I'm thinking, mm, not quite everyone. 
right? And I, I had this hesitation, of course, because there's people in my life who, um, you know, I had a deep hatred for. And, um, you know, from, from, from what the human eye can see, hear, observe, morals and ethics, uh, these people had wronged me and, and I felt I had my right to carry around my anger, right? And really had no interest in forgiving as just as they had no interest in asking for forgiveness. And so I do want to share with you that, you know, you of course can forgive without the other person asking for any kind of forgiveness. And when I did choose to forgive, it did not mean that the other person was off the hook. It didn't mean that I wanted to hang out. And it, it, it didn't mean that what they did was okay. It just meant that I chose to stop carrying that anger and resentment. So I'm going to read what Luis has to say here, and then I'm going to share a story that Luis has shared about this very topic. We can release the past and forgive everyone. The past only exists in our minds. Take a second and let that sink in. The past only exists in our minds. To hold on to old hurts is to punish ourselves today for something someone did long ago. That doesn't make very much sense at all. Too often we sit in this prison of self-resentment, self-righteous resentment, and that is a terrible way to live. Free yourself by allowing yourself to forgive. Forgiveness does not mean condoning someone else's poor behavior. It is us letting go of our stuff. Everyone, including you, is doing the best they can at any given moment with the understanding, awareness, and knowledge that they have. To give up our resentment and place it with understanding is to free ourselves. Forgiveness is the gift that we give to ourselves. We do not have to contact the person we are forgiving. We just need to release ourselves from the bond that holds us to the experience. The affirmation, which I will share with you in a few minutes to do together, I'll tell you right now, is I live in the present moment and I easily release all past pain. So the other day I'm reading uh, Louise's book, The Power is Within You. And um, she starts talking about how, you know, I've read this book like three or four times already and I have no idea why this jumped out at me this time. I guess I needed to, to hear it, I needed to learn it, I needed to teach it. And that is that uh, she felt that she had gotten quite self-righteous. She had started going to the Church of Religious Science, um, which was a lovely experience for her. And she learned everything that was in print and she could recite it accordingly, but hadn't maybe um, connected to it in the way that she had wanted to. She was completely in ego. And um, so she felt that she had become quite abrasive. And then along comes a diagnosis of cancer. And Louise has, has believed in, and throughout her entire life believed that cancer came from holding in resentment and holding in anger and not granting forgiveness. And so through Louise's young life, she had been... Um, verbally, sexually, physically abused, mentally abused. Um, she had been uh, raped uh, more than once, uh, sent her attacker to prison at the age of nine years old when she was nine years old. That's one brave little girl. And so she was familiar with resentment. And she realized that she was still, even after all of this studying and all of saying the right words and doing the right things, 
was really holding on to this resentment. And she knew that she had to learn to step out of that resentment and to allow forgiveness. And um, we just have a little background noise. If you have background noise, if you can get your mic for me, that would be great. Um, and so what we did, what she was saying was that she needed to release this resentment. She really needed to learn to actually forgive the past. She says what she had learned to do was to forget the past. And there's a big difference, right? So instead to learn to forgive the past, and she started with her affirmations and she, she granted forgiveness. Um, you know, and every single person listening to this will say, you know, that man didn't deserve to be forgiven for assaulting a nine-year-old girl. But she granted forgiveness. She set herself free. She let go of the resentment. And when she did that, she found that she noticed that her speaking and her thinking weren't always in line with what it was that she was really believing. So she, she jokes because she says, I decided at that moment to let go of all critical speaking. And she said, I didn't have much to say. And uh, how many of us would be in that situation if we let go of all critical speaking? <laughs> the world would be a quieter place. But it's not just the words that come out of our mouth. It's also what goes on between our ears, right? That critical thinking. And we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes. But I did want to just share with you that, that our beloved Louise Hay was our teacher in these things because she had lived through these things. And again, sharing with us that when we can release the past and forgive everyone, we set ourselves free. And for those of you who aren't familiar with her story, she cured her own cancer uh, by changing her thoughts, by eating well, by using meditation and visualization and affirmations, and lived to be to the age of 90 years old and died peacefully in her sleep at home. What a dream for us all. So I'm going to go through that affirmation with you one more time. And if you could just Maybe, you know, instead of thinking of somebody else right now, let's think about ourselves, okay? So just think about yourself for a moment. Let's take a moment and put our hand on our heart center. And let's close our eyes. And I'm going to say this a few times. I live in the present moment, and I easily release all past pain. I live in the present moment, and I easily release all past pain. I live in the present moment and I easily release all past pain. I live in the present moment and I easily release all past pain. And so it is. You can return your consciousness to the present moment and I just want to remind you of the first sentence of that <clears throat> excuse me, at that point of philosophy, which was the past only exists in our minds. So if there's things that you're judging yourself for, beating yourself up for, the past only exists in our minds and we can easily release all past pain. Okay, so I just want to um, talk to you a little bit more about forgiveness before we move on. And... Uh, one way that someone explained forgiveness to me once made a whole lot of sense. So I try to share it with people whenever I can. 
I'm going to take a quick break. When I talk too much in the morning, I get a little bit hoarse, and I don't want you to have to listen to that. <laughs> so I want you to think of, in your mind, something small. Something small that you need to forgive, right? Maybe, um, maybe your partner parked behind you in the driveway, and you told them to park beside you, and now you have to go out and move most, most, both vehicles. You know, maybe you've told your kids a thousand times that their socks actually go in the laundry basket and not beside the laundry basket, right? Maybe uh, your partner can find the top of the dishwasher but can't figure out exactly how to open it and put things into the dishwasher, right? Something small. Pick something small that you need to forgive. And as you hold that thought in your mind, I want you to think about this. Forgiveness is like reading a book. So when you are a small child, your caregiver would have taught you the ABCs. And you would have started off, you know, singing the little rhyme A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then pretty soon it would be A is A, B is B, C is K, D is D. And then pretty soon you would move on to short words like it and 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 the and to. Do you understand where I'm going here? Pretty soon those little words became sentences. If you're as old as me, it would, see, it would be see dick run, see spot, chase, the ball. See all of these different things, right? We form these small sentences. Dick loves Jane. Jane loves Dick. It all worked out in our little childhood books. So um, we have these little sentences, and pretty soon we moved on to chapter books. So these chapter books were, you know, they were exciting, right? We were adults by this point when we can read these little chapter books, right? Dick and Jane take Spot to the park. Spot plays with the ball. It goes on and on. The little growth, the little growth. And then uh, we move from there into just reading as naturally and automatically as anybody could do anything. You're driving down the road, you know, you're watching for pedestrians, you're watching for other cars, you're checking your speed, you might be adjusting the radio station, you're reading the billboard as it flies by. Reading becomes a very natural thing. And what I would encourage each of you to do, of course, is to have forgiveness for yourself and for others become a very natural thing that you're doing all day long without even realizing that you're doing it. Does that sound possible? I'm getting a lot of head nodding, a lot of smiles. I don't see any hands. <laughs> Do you believe that it could become possible to forgive as automatically as you read? I want to hear an amen out there. <laughs> We've got some amens. <laughs> so uh, I am so grateful uh, for each of you to make the commitment to, you know, even if it's one thing a day, start very small, one thing a day that you can just easily forgive the socks by the clothes hamper, whatever it is, just easily forgive and moving on. Um, and this is a great point of philosophy. And again, Louise Hay used it to forgive and to, to let go of resentment and to heal her cancer. So she's a great example for us to be using it in our own lives. So I want to talk a little bit about these feelings that come up in our lives and, and um, just see how the rest of you have them going on in your life as well. And that is those things, those thoughts, those feelings, those behaviors that repeat. So it's, you know how the resentment was repeating for Louise? We all have things that repeat in our lives. And 
they repeat because they're part of that belief system that we talked about at the beginning of the call that we just keep doing over and over and over again. So say, for example, um, you have a job and you're like, I don't like my job. Um, my boss this, my coworkers that, and so on. I'm getting a new job. You get a new job, guess what? I don't like my boss, my boss this, my coworkers that, and so on. The pattern keeps repeating. So I'll ask you to unmute your mics for me. And if you could talk to me about some areas in your life, whether it be in health, in money, in relationships, in spirituality, maybe it's in exercise, whatever it is, but where these patterns are repeating for you. I I could try. <laughs> it's not actually try. Honestly, this this conversation brought up so much. So I've been writing because I'm just like, oh my goodness. Um, I I'm really great at sabotaging myself. And it is a consistent thing. Like I will strive, I'll, I'll have a very clear, um, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And I give it my best and I, and I get close to attaining it or I attain it. And then I do something so that I either lost it or it's, it's not as successful as I know it would be. So, and that, even in small things, that continues to show up for me. You know, it's really interesting that, that you said that, because I bet you every single person can relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, and how many of us, you know, we, and you don't have to raise your hands, how many of us have uh, lost 20 pounds and gained 25? How many of us have saved $1,000 and then, you know, spent it plus $500 more on a new couch or something like that? Um, it's that whole sabotaging piece. It's that going back to that deservability, right? Do I deserve to have this? What, what in me is great enough to let my light shine, to break through this upper limit? And, you know, Louise was a, a, an amazing ambassador for promoting other authors. And uh, one of the authors that I'm really enjoying right now is Gay Hendricks and the book The Big Leap. And he talks about having an upper limit problem. It's so when we get to that upper limit, then we sabotage, right? And it's been researched and studied and proven over and over again. And I believe it all comes back to that deservability piece. What do I deserve that I can have this? And then, you know, with that comes that little bit of how am I going to sustain this? Does any of this resonate with you? No. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything more you wanted to share on that? Um, honestly, as soon as you said deservability, and okay, this is probably an overshare, but as soon as you said that, and then you said, do I deserve? Boom, just like that. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was this auto, before I could even, like, open my mouth if I was to say no, it had already just, no. You know, there's a beautiful segment, and thank you so much for sharing that, because I know we all feel the same way. In this book, uh, there's an old one, here's a new one. In this book, the Love Yourself, Heal Your Life book, uh, right at the beginning, there is a section on deservability. And we talked about it last time, but I want to take a minute and just touch on it again. 
because I think a big part of all of this, of, of these points of philosophy that we talked about, is deservability. I am worth loving. That's deservability, right? I love and accept myself. That's deservability. And I forgive myself and others. That's deservability. So let me just take a minute and read through this again one more time. I know that not just for your benefit, but for the benefit of the listeners, they will enjoy uh, hearing it one more time through this. So this is a disability treatment. So, um, you know, let, Sunday morning, let's go to church. Let this be, if you can mute your microphone, it would be great. Let this observe right to the deepest part of your soul. Feel it from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. Feel this. Feel these words. These are written by Louise Hay. Deservability treatment. I am deserving. I deserve all good. Not some, not a little bit, but all good. I now move past all negative, restricting thoughts. I release and let go of the limitations of my parents. I love them and I go beyond them. I am not their negative opinions nor their negative beliefs. I am not bound by any of the fears or prejudices of the current society I live in. I no longer identify with limitations of any kind, no matter where they have come from. In my mind, I have total freedom. I now move into a space of consciousness where I am willing to see myself differently. I am willing to create new thoughts about myself and about my life. My new thinking becomes new experiences. I now know and affirm that I am at one with the prospering power of the universe. As such, I now prosper in a number of ways. The totality of possibilities lies before me. I deserve, a, I deserve life a good life. I deserve love, an abundance of love. I deserve good health. I deserve to live comfortably and to prosper. I deserve joy and happiness. I deserve freedom and to be all that I can be. I deserve more than that. I deserve all good. The universe is more than willing to manifest my new beliefs. And I accept this abundant life with joy, pleasure, and gratitude. For I am deserving. I accept it, and I know it to be true. And so it is. When you're ready to just open your eyes and return to this moment, let's uh, just take a minute. Let that absorb. Let it swirl around in your body. Know who you are. You are a magnificent child of the universe. And we do nothing at all to uh, condemn, you know, our parents or our teachers or our neighbors or anything like that for their beliefs or for things that we've experienced in our life. This is not to make them wrong. This is just to recognize what our own beliefs are. They had their beliefs that were right for them. We have our beliefs that are right for us. And we are so deserving of the life that we want to create. And, you know, I also think that we're destined for that life. You know, I don't think we were just all put here as specimen X. And some of us chose this and some of us chose that. But I believe that we came here for the greatness that we are. 
and we're all a little bit different but we're still all the same we all have that spark we're all working towards our destiny and i really appreciate the bravery of sharing that piece of feeling like you're sabotaging yourself because I truly guarantee you that every single listener feels the same way. I know I have. We've all been there. We've all done it. We're all working on it. And we all support you and love you. Does anyone else have anything that they want to share around that? Well, I think that the Upper Limit book, I just have to also say um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks was such a game changer. Um, and for me, because I, I do the same thing as you, Casey, it's this, that sabotage, you know, like the second I feel like I'm going too big, I'm like, oh, no. And I like, it's almost like I panic. And it's so subconscious, right? And so what, you know, Gate Hendricks talks about, and also you, um, Victoria, have this reset button. I have to tell you, I've been using that. So you have this brilliant idea, reset. Yeah. So when that negative or that fearful thought comes in, I just say, whoop, reset. And Gay Hendricks says, you just actually... Get, just accept it and just change your thought into something positive, right? And just don't feed into that fear or that insecurity and just change it. Absolutely. I just wanted to throw that in because so <laughs> I love that reset button. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of things you said. Yes. So the, the uh, Gay Hendricks talks in that book, The Big Leap, about working in your zone of excellence. And so many of us do work in our zone of excellence. But then he talks about that zone of genius. And that's where, that's where the lights come on. That's where, you know, we just live in that passion. So, you know, really looking into yourself and saying, okay, I'm living in my zone of excellence. I'm doing what it is that I want to do. What's my next step? Where's my zone of, of genius going to be? And Michelle was talking about uh, the reset button. I'm super excited about this new concept that I've been working with. I have trademarked the term resetability and uh, know that we all have the ability to reset a thought, um, a behavior, a feeling, an emotion before our subconscious mind says, oh, hello, there you are. I'm going to believe that, right? We want to reset the what the subconscious mind is believing we want to reset things immediately as they come through our mind so maybe it's about lack and you know i don't have enough or i can't forgive you know just instantly reset reset know that you have the ability to reset and you're not just resetting that thought because you know it's it's not just resetting the thought of say i don't have enough money to there's always enough money right? That's step one. Resetting also involves resetting the feelings and emotions around that thought. So there's that second layer to that reset ability. So then we're going to go a little bit deeper and we're going to say, what behavior do I need to reset as well? So uh, watch for that. That's my new book coming out, Resetability. We're going to talk about how to reset your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your behaviors. And I'm super excited about that and uh, super inspired by Louise Hay herself to be continuing to write and carry on um, teaching in, in the manner in which she has shown us so incredibly beautifully and successfully. I want to talk a minute about, um, what time are we at here? We're okay. Um, Louise has a, 
and you can find this uh, on the internet or you can contact me at victoria at the training.ca and I will make sure to uh, connect you with a teacher, a Heal Your Life teacher in your area and give you the resources that you need. Um, and so she talks about how to love yourself. And I think this is really important, really goes back to that very first reading that we did at the beginning of the call, really loving that inner child, knowing that she is worth loving, that she is uh, not there to be judged or um, have her worth diminished, and um, also to know that that person is so worthy of, deserving, of forgiveness, so deserving of having a life without resentment, like Louise so, so openly shared with us about her journey with cancer and realizing that it was resentment and criticism that were holding her back. So I'm going to take a few minutes here, and uh, I think that what I'm going to do is share these first four things with you that she has on this list, how to love yourself, and then the rest of them we can send to you. Just reach out, and like I said, we'll connect you with the right person. So um, to, for the people who are on the panel today, please feel free to jump in at any time. Number one is stop all criticism. Criticism, ne criticism never changes a thing. Refuse to criticize yourself and accept yourself exactly as you are. Everybody changes. When you criticize yourself, your changes are negative. When you approve of yourself, your changes are positive. Are positive. You know, Louise always said, you know, my work is very simple and I speak it very simple so that people really get it. And uh, that sounds really simple, doesn't it? But does it sound easy? That's something else to think about, right? So... Um, everybody changes. When you criticize yourself, your changes are negative. I can speak from personal experience. Um, I've had some struggles with my weight uh, in my life. And every time I got on that scale and said bad things to myself, the scale responded by going up a little bit more. And, uh, you know, there's a saying that I like to use when I'm teaching, which is, uh, if criticism worked, we'd all be skinny and rich, Right? And can you relate to that? And uh, so stopping all self-criticism. Does somebody have a story about self-criticism that they'd like to share? Yeah, I am. Um, speaking of health journey. So I, um, you know, as you know, I recently lost uh, like 35 pounds and I was on this really great program. And at the first week I lost, you know, six pounds and the next week, six pounds, and the next week, 0.6. And I was on the scale and immediately started crying. I was so mad at my body. I was like, I can't believe you. Like, why? You know, like, I was so mad, right? And then immediately my back went out and I had these horrible back spasms all day. And what's so great about that moment, it was like, oh, look how reactive my body is to me speaking negatively. When I had so much self-hate in that moment, my body screamed at me. And immediately I recognized it. And I listened, I watched the movie Embrace, which is on Netflix, which is every woman should watch that movie. But it, it was such a great lesson on like, okay, I will never speak badly to my body again. For one, my body does not like it. <laughs> and the, once I recognized that, I went back to self-love, the back spasms went away and I did lose all that weight and then some. And, but I completely changed my conversation at that moment. So powerful stuff. Yeah. Very in the moment to realize it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good for you. Good for you. Love that body. Yes. Yes. Anyone else? Okay, I'm going to move on to uh, number two of How to Love Yourself by Louise Hay. It is forgive yourself. Let the past go. You did the best you could at the time with the understanding and awareness and knowledge that you had. 
Now you are growing and changing and you will live life differently. I'm going to go to something really simple here. How many of you have ever been in school, at a job interview, maybe at a social function hanging out, and at the end of the day, you thought, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. I've got smiles from everyone on the panel, so I know, yeah, we've been there, right? So just let the past go. We do not need to repeat that conversation 400 times in our mind. We do not have to be like, oh, I can't believe I said that. You know, oh, I'm such an idiot. You know what? Your subconscious mind does not know that you don't actually mean that you're such an idiot. It's just what your subconscious mind hears. You know, it's like a computer. I'm such an idiot. Check. Right? So what? reminding ourselves that even in those little tiny moments, um, that stopping um, the criticism and forgiving yourself is really key. I think for many of us, it's really easy to be like, oh, I did this really horrible thing. I need to, to uh, forgive myself or I need to forgive someone else. But no, I'm talking about these little moments when, you know, you say something that you felt was maybe appropriate and then there was that awkwardness. Remembering that the past lives only in the past. You are worth loving. Forgive yourself in this moment. Give yourself a compliment. Tell yourself how well-spoken you are and how much people love you, right? Can I, can I add to that, Victoria? Oh, I certainly can. <laughs> because for years, for myself, I was always beating myself up for um, not doing something. Like, for example, I, I've been married, remarried for 27 years, which is great. But then, you know, I, I got married too young the first time and I shouldn't have done this. Until I really stopped and thought about it and said to myself, listen, if I had not done that, I wouldn't have my oldest daughter and I wouldn't have met my second husband because I was out with somebody who knew my first husband at the time, <laughs> you know, and so everything they have, I know it sounds, it's a cliche, everything happens for a reason, but you have to go through those paths to get to where you are. Instead of oh, or career-wise, if I if I'd only you know taken these courses, if I had only done this, I would be so much more successful. But no, you had to you have to go through the path that you're meant to go through, right? So once you release that, and I mean we all you always do it. I mean it's not a you know, but for me that was a huge um, self-realization and completely changed my own life. And the affirmation around that is. <laughs> I love myself and I am on the right path I am I am meant to be. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some cheering for that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, just uh, move through to the next one. Don't scare yourself. Stop terrorizing yourself with your thoughts. It's a dreadful way to live. Find a mental image that gives you pleasure. Louise's was yellow roses. And immediately switch your scary thought to a pleasure thought. Um, I'm just going to, off the top of my head, um, the other day I was driving down a country road with my partner and um, all of a sudden in a brand new vehicle, there is this screeching sound, right? 
my first thought, oh my God, the tire's fallen off. Something's locked up. It's probably laying in the ditch. You know, just like I had this whole scenario. I like got out of the vehicle because maybe it's going to burst into flames. I don't know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> but, you know, all of this scaring myself, right? And my partner, Chris, just casually says, oh, it sounds like there's a wheel, a, a rock stuck between the, the rotor and the brake pad. And he backs up about six feet. The little rock falls out and we drive away. And the lesson here for me, stop scaring yourself. Why did I automatically go to the worst case scenario and then we're spending the night in the bush and you know we're going to have our own Hallmark movie because it's going to take four days for someone to find us and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate all of you laughing in the background. Uh, so don't scare yourself. Stop terrorizing yourself with your thoughts. It's a dreadful way to live. Find that happy place, right? Find that happy place. Just go there and immediately switch your scary thought, which is not reality anyways, into a pleasure thought. I know that um, it's been proven that I think it's over 90% of our thoughts, they uh, don't actually are the things that we worry about they don't actually come true so just remembering that the next time you catch yourself and worry and number four be gentle and kind and patient with yourself um, be gentle and kind and patient with others know that learning is a process you need to learn these new ways of thinking and treat yourself as you would someone that you really loved and how often is that just so true you know we'll we'll run ourselves ragged, we will uh, criticize ourselves or terrorize ourselves or settle, settle for second best in situations, um, but we would never do that for someone that we love. Well, I got news for you. You are someone that you love. So as we end this call today, I want to encourage you to remember that you are someone that you love and that you are worth loving. And knowing that going forward, as long as you're giving love to yourself, everything else will fall into place. So I am going to uh, end this call today with a little reading I wanted to do from you. I need to grab this book from behind me. Uh, I want to tell you one more thing, hang on. I have to say I'm really proud of myself for remembering to unconnect before I walked away. <laughs> so um, I do want to read this last thing to you that really I thought was appropriate. Uh, if you do want to learn more about Louise Hay and Louise Hay training and be becoming certified to become a Louise Hay uh, certified teacher with her Heal Your Life program and the coaching, the website is thetraining.ca. For other resources, you can visit victoriajohnson.org. And again, one more time, I'm uh, collaborating with Michelle to do this amazing Manifest Your Best Life event in Portland, Oregon, November 9th and 12th. And the website for that is manifestyourbestlifeevents.com. So let's just finish up with some wise words from Louise. And uh, just take these words and, and repeat them through your mind through the day and just absolutely love them and enjoy them as the blessing that they are. So if you could take a moment once again and just close your eyes and center yourself. If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. Uh, just relax and know that in the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. My life is ever new. Each moment of my life is new and fresh and vital. 
I use my affirmative thinking to create exactly what I want. This is a new day. I am a new me. I think differently. I speak differently. I act differently. Others treat me differently. My new world is a reflection of my new thinking. It is a joy and a delight to plant new seeds, for I know these seeds will become new experiences. All is well in my world, and so it is. When you are ready, you can return your consciousness to this call. I thank you all for being here and for all of the listeners who are listening to this as a recorded version. Uh, we now have, I believe, around 170 people listening to the recording, so that's fantastic. I, I thank you again for being here, and just to remind you that the next call is at the same time, 9 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time on Sunday, September 29th, and I look forward to seeing you there. All is well. Bye-bye, everyone. You are so loved. Thanks, Victoria. You're very welcome. It is absolutely <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learned tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org and please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us. Music